0: Hi, great to be with you. Today we're starting our new series Making Disciples. I believe it's a really important series. I believe God's going to speak to us over the coming weeks as we unpack what it means to be a disciple and to make disciples of Jesus. This morning we're going to be unpacking the issue of learning to follow and I'm going to read some verses uh, from the end of Matthew, Matthew 28 and this is what it says. The eleven disciples travelled to Galilee, to the mountain where Jesus had directed them. When they saw him they worshipped, but some doubted. Jesus came near and said to them, all authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptising them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe everything I have commanded you. And remember, I am with you always to the very end of the age. I remember uh, many years ago, uh, my mum was uh, dying of cancer and uh, as she was dying her last words uh, were about uh, her jewellery and uh, who she wanted pieces of her jewellery to go to and I remember her writing uh, on a piece of paper with spindly writing, uh, uh, particular pieces of of jewellery, earrings and rings and who she wanted them to go to in the family now the reality was it was really meaningful it was a very poignant moment but actually uh, the the document that she wrote carried uh, little weight it had no legal authority I want to tell you that Jesus last words that we have just read to his followers uh, on that day they still carry huge weight today go and make disciples. His words are the culmination of three years of uh, his investment into training his followers. He's taught them that God is their father. He's shown them a whole new way to live. He's taught them to love unconditionally. He's shaped their characters, he's shaped their lifestyles and he's even shaped their very life purposes. He's literally poured his life into them. He's trained them to become like him. They have become his disciples. He's been to the cross, he's come from heaven, he's uh, uh, to fulfil the purpose that God had sent him to accomplish he's gone to the cross he's uh, borne our uh, the price for uh, the punishment for our sin our wrongdoing that's what the bible says and he's been resurrected from the dead he's been raised from the dead after three days and now he's just about to leave uh, his disciples he's about to go back to his father in heaven and he leaves them his final words his great commission They are to complete the work that the Father sent him to do. They are to be his followers who complete his task. David Watson, the 20th century Christian writer, says this. This was his one master plan for the salvation of the world. Brilliant in its simplicity but strangely ignored by much of the church in most generations. His disciples were to make disciples who would make disciples ad infinitum. Making disciples of Jesus, not of ourselves, is still the main task of every follower of Jesus Christ. In every generation, in every age. If we've given our life to Jesus, if we ourselves are followers of Jesus, it's what he expects us to do. If we want to see our nation changed, if we want to see many come to know Jesus as we know him, then we need to be those who learn how to make disciples. As we start 2021, I am convinced God is speaking to us about discipleship. In the midst of all that's happening at this time, God is still building his church. Our part is to make genuine disciples of Jesus. And over the coming weeks, we're going to see that this isn't dependent on big gatherings and on buildings being open, although that helps. Discipleship happens best one-to-one, in twos and threes and in small groups, in the midst of the nitty-gritty of life. Jesus is calling us, his church, to make disciples and go back to his original master plan. And Jesus starts by reminding us that good disciples make good disciples. It's very obvious, isn't it? Good drivers make good driving instructors, people who are good at Mass become good Mass teachers. If you want to some help with DIY and to become good at DIY, you won't come to me because I'm not very good at it. I'm not going to help you become good at doing stuff around the house. Jesus spent three years teaching his closest followers, a relatively small group of people, what it meant to belong to him. He was their perfect example. By the time Jesus left them, they had learnt what it was to be a follower of Jesus. They had learnt to fix their eyes on him. They had come to know that good disciples learnt that before they ever went for for Jesus, before they ever uh, uh, took up his commission to go, they had learnt to come to him on a daily basis discipleship always starts with us coming to him following him requires our wholehearted obedience his small group of disciples literally transformed the world they lived in if we can grasp this if we can learn to be a people who constantly come to him who follow him fix our eyes on him Who knows what God can do in our day, in our generation. You see, following him costs everything. Jesus himself said this, whoever wants to be my disciple must deny themselves and take up their cross and follow me. That means if you're going to follow Jesus, you need to... Give yourself to him. You need to lay down your life for him. Literally, that's what it means. He becomes the most important person to you and for you. And so you will do whatever he says, whenever he says it. You learn, to uh, the Bible says, to take up your cross and follow him. Jesus also says, walk with me and work with me. Watch how I do it. Learn the unforced rhythms of grace. I won't lay anything heavy or ill-fitting on you. Keep company with me and you'll learn to live freely and lightly. You know, if we're going to be those who make good disciples we need to be those who are intimately following Jesus we are good disciples ourselves we have learned to walk with him so if we're stressed const- constantly stressed and anxious and fretful if we are those who uh, struggle uh, to handle disappointment it won't be surprising that that's what we produce in other people we cause those things in other people We need to be those who have learnt the secret of being content in every situation, and every circumstance, knowing that he gives us strength to walk through this life. And if we grasp that, we will make good disciples. Good disciples know what it is to pay attention to what Jesus says. So Jesus' disciples, uh, he says to them, go to Galilee. He's already told them to do that. And they do it. They don't know why they're going there. They don't know what is going to happen. They just obey what he says. Good disciples obey what Jesus says. They obey what he says in the word of God. We are those who follow what he says. Do we obey his word? Or do we just make excuses and ignore the things that we just don't want to do? Good disciples are those who worship even when they are anxious and fearful and don't understand. You see, the disciples there's a moment where Jesus appears to them, and some of them are still doubting and still uh, uh, they're not sure about uh, uh, what he's calling them to do, but they worship. We need to be those who don't focus on what we don't understand, but we focus on what we do understand. There is so much in these days that we are living in that we don't understand. We don't know why God's doing this. We don't know why God's allowing these things around us to happen. But what we do know is this. We know that he loves us and is for us And has his hand on our lives. That he loves his people. He loves us and he loves the people around us who he wants us to reach. And so what we do is we worship him for what we do understand. That he's a loving father who will never let go of us. Worship though is no substitute for obedience. We need to be those who obey what he says. Good disciples do what Jesus says, whatever our age, whatever our position, whatever our circumstances. Jesus expects us to go and make disciples. It's not just the job of leaders. It's not just the job of elders. It's not just the job of full-time workers or children's workers or youth workers or student workers in the church. It's each of our responsibility to make disciples. The start of 2021 is a moment for us to reflect on how we're doing. God doesn't want us to feel guilty. He doesn't want us to be weighed down, oh, I'm not doing well. He wants us to learn to be good disciples who make good disciples. The second thing Jesus wants us to understand is good disciples understand and get authority. I remember when I was in school and uh, a new teacher uh, would uh, uh, have us for a lesson We used to road test them. We used to find out if they really had what it takes to teach us. We used to test their authority. We would know very quickly whether they were a teacher who had authority. And if they did, woe betide, we were in trouble very quickly. Jesus makes it clear that he has all authority. He has all authority in heaven and on earth. Not just some all authority. His disciples have seen it in the way that he teaches, in the things that he does, the miracles that he works. And as he leaves his disciples, as he's about to go back to his father, he delegates that authority to us. He gives it to us, those who follow him. I think Jesus' disciples, as they heard him talk uh, about authority I think their minds went back to a moment in uh, Matthew's gospel where Jesus encounters a Roman, centuri- Roman centurion and what happens is the Roman centurion's servant is ill and uh, he comes to Jesus and he says Jesus would you heal my servant and Jesus says yes I'll, I'll come now and the Roman centurion says no no you don't need to come I am a man who understands authority I work under authority Just say the word and he'll be healed. Jesus is astonished. He has never seen faith like this. This Roman centurion understood authority. If Jesus says it, that's enough. Jesus wants us to understand the authority we have and the authority that he has given us. And if we get it, everything changes. We have the authority to tell people about Jesus. We have the authority to pray for people that God would intervene in their circumstances. We have the authority to uh, help people find freedom in Christ. You see, Jesus' authority was rooted in who he was. He knew he was the Son of God, that God was with him, that God's spirit dwelt within him. Likewise... Our authority as followers of Jesus is rooted in our identity as children of God. We are literally, uh, the writer of uh, uh, Ephesians, Paul, says that we are co-heirs with Christ. Jesus simply says, go and do what I've told you to do. You see, for us, our problems start... If we're not clear about who Jesus is and who we are in Him, I want you to imagine uh, a police officer out on the streets of Winchester at night. Uh, when they shout "Police," they don't do it with a timid voice. Oh, oh, "Police, police!" As they say it with they say it with authority. They say it knowing that they have the full weight of the law behind them as they speak they know as they say it they can call on reinforcements to help them as we as followers of Jesus as we act uh, in uh, the way that he wants us to as we pray for people as we speak to people we are to those who are to know the authority of Jesus we speak his name with authority we pray for people with the authority of heaven We uh, uh, tell people the truth, knowing that it will set them free. Many view these days as being difficult for the church. Many are viewing that if we don't uh, meet together soon, the church is finished. I want to tell you that is not true. Jesus is still building his church. His authority is with us to build his church in these days, to make disciples of the people that we mix with, whether it be at the school gate, whether it be at work, whether it be uh, uh, in our community, whether it be in the shops as we meet them. We can make a difference in this world today, right now. If Paul can make disciples when he's incarcerated in prison, we can do it in the midst of lockdown. The third thing Jesus wants us to get is good disciples go and take initiative. Sometimes as Annie's leaving the house, she says something like, uh, Steve, Can you go and uh, empty the bin? Can you uh, go and empty the dishwasher? And as she leaves the house, I go, yeah, of of course I'll do that. And then I think, oh, there's plenty of time. And then I forget. And then she comes home and then she asks the dreaded question. Did you do what I asked you to do? And I'm in trouble. Jesus' expectation is that every one of his followers obeys his last words, go and make disciples. You see, going demonstrates our obedience, our faith and our love for him. You see, God's love for us was demonstrated that when we were far from God, God sent his son Jesus to rescue us, to save us from ourselves, from Everything that prevents us from having a relationship with a holy God. Rescuing by very nature involves going to where people need help. And Jesus broke into this world to rescue us. You see, Jesus wants us to be those who go and rescue others. His Great Commission isn't just for missionaries or for church planters. It's for ordinary people like you and me. There are people all around us who are becoming increasingly aware of their need for help, that they need something in their lives. And we know what the answer is. The answer is a relationship with the God of heaven and earth who loves them. God wants us to be those who go to the supermarkets and the streets where we live, into our workplaces, and to be those who bring the good news about Jesus. What does it look like? What does it look like to be those who take initiative and go and share the love of God? Well, literally, we just befriend people. I remember hearing someone a few years ago tell a story of they were in the supermarket and uh, the lady uh, in front of them was talking to the cashier and they started to engage with them and started to talk with them and the person was saying, this lady was saying that she uh, wasn't well and so this person said, can I pray for you? As a result of just starting a conversation That lady came to faith as it was, she she died a few months later, but she died knowing where she was going, that she was going to be with a Father in heaven who loved her. We're to be those who uh, outwork our faith in uh, offering to help those who are struggling in their faith. That's how we make disciples. We help them become more like Jesus. And we do that by standing alongside them, encouraging them, exhorting them, uh, sharing our experience of how God's helped us with them so that they're able to stand on their own two feet. Going is the antidote to selfishness. We live in a very consumerist culture. It's permeated many of our churches. It's much easier to wait for... People to to sit back and wait for people to come to us. Going is riskier and inconvenient. It puts the initiative with us. It's all too comfortable to rely on others. The preacher, the pastor, the community group group leader. Why don't I uh, introduce you to someone who will tell you about Jesus? Why don't I introduce you to someone who can pray for you? No, Jesus says he wants us to be those who tell people about how Jesus has transformed our lives. He wants us to be those who offer to pray with our simple faith in the authority that he's given us. We don't have to do it all on our own because we have others around us who stand with us. But, but Jesus wants us to be good disciples. And going involves sharing with others what we know. I remember years ago, I had passed professional exams to become a town planner. Uh, I, I became a member of the institute. But do you know what? I didn't know the first thing about doing the job. Being a disciple of Jesus is not about having a certificate, it's not about doing the exams. Becoming a disciple of Jesus is worked out in the nitty-gritty of day-to-day life, on-the-job training. And what we're going to see in the coming weeks is most of uh, uh, New Testament discipleship happened in small groups when people were out serving Jesus and living their lives in the rough and tumble of what was happening around them it happened as people shared their lives with others you see discipleship involves relationship and trust building bridges sharing what's happened to us by being authentic and friendship is a great place for us to start making disciples is helping others becoming established in their faith it's about uh, and that's why jesus talks about people being baptized being baptised and uh, learning uh, uh, what he is teaching them. Us. What about us? Have we been baptised? Maybe you've not been baptised. Baptised being, means being immersed, means full of the Holy Spirit. It means being obedient uh, and being baptised in water to say that you're a follower of Jesus. I am now following Jesus. We need to be those who are students of the word, who understand what the word of God says. But it doesn't end there. We always need to be those who set a good example. And Paul encourages the believers in Corinth. He says this, follow my example as I follow the example of Christ. It's not about uh, following someone you see on TV. It's not about following someone who's, Uh, who's written a good book. Paul says, follow my example. They saw his life. We need to be those who uh, share life together. And actually, we become examples and help to each other. He goes on to the believers in Thessalonica. He says this, you know how we lived among you for your sake. You became imitators of us and of the Lord in spite of severe suffering. You welcomed the message with the joy given by the Holy Spirit and so you became a model to all believers in Macedonia and Archaea. Each one of us has a part to play in discipling those around us, whether it be our children, whether it be young people, whether it be students, whether it be those who are older in years, whether it be those in our community group, those we live near, those we work with. Faith is worked out, best worked out corporately in community. I don't know if you remember Annie's word from last Sunday and it talked about uh, a tree in uh, a winter season. It looks bereft of any leaves, of any life. And yet under the surface, the roots are, are supporting and knitting together, supporting one another and bringing life to the tree. It's a picture of us being small communities, communities of people who support one another. We can do it brilliantly when we're all together on a Sunday morning, but it's best worked out in small groups. And God wants us in this season to know what it is uh, to be disciples together, sharing our the life of God, the life of God together. Maybe it feels daunting for you. How can someone like me have a part to play in God's plan? Me? Can I really make disciples? Jesus has told us that the answer is being drenched in the Spirit. Living out what God has already told us to do in his word. If we live like that, he promises Be with us, Jesus says, I will be with you to the very end of the age. It was D.L. Moody, a 19th century American preacher, who uh, once heard someone say this The world is yet to see what God will do with a man who is fully consecrated to Him. His response, I intend to be that man. The world has yet to see what God can do with people who are fully consecrated to him. Jesus challenges, will we be those people? He wants us to be a people who go and make disciples. Let's pray. Father, thank you that You are with us in the midst of all that's going on in this season. Father, you you have called us to partner with you in your great plan to rescue men and women. Help us be good disciples who make good disciples. Help us be those who know your authority, understand the authority that we have as followers of Jesus that you are with us that your spirit dwells with us and help us Father to be disciples who take initiative for those who go into the places where you put us and be lights for you that we may see many people come to know Jesus Christ in the coming days. Amen.